0: And welcome back to Rate That Album, a back and forth uh, review of uh, an album that is chosen by either myself, Joseph Freming, or my good friend Paul Muadid. Uh Paul, how are you doing? I need some live aid, man. I'm not doing so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're doing something a little different this week. Uh, I, did, you know, I feel like we're we're pretty good with on the the role with albums, and I was and I was inspired to pick this because I uh, so the story after we did the the raid of uh, lamb lies down and uh, no jacket required I decided to read Phil Collins's. uh he has an autobiography called not dead yet and I got to the part where he talks about live aid now live aid is what we're going to focus on because he has some hilarious stories and one that stood out was something I was unaware that even happened. So for this review, we're going to be talking about the infa- an infamous one, again, that I had no idea, of a Led Zeppelin reunion. <laughs> Paul, were you aware that they reunited in 1985? No, I had
1: no clue that this happened.
0: Yep, and there's a reason for that. Led Zeppelin has never allowed an official release <laughs> of this performance, uh, and we'll get into why. It's pretty evident. And then I wanted to like lighten it up and you know go a little longer. I didn't want to do the whole live aid thing because that's just mm. um, you know it's it's massive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I decided to pick uh, the basically the yin to this yang of Led Zeppelin, and that is Queen's set, which is pretty much regarded as one of the. Highlight shows of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Paul, let's uh, live aid, I'll get into a brief history. live yes, aid please. A ben- benefit concert. <coughs> uh, Raise awareness to, a, I believe, a famine that was ravaging uh, Africa at the time. Spearheaded by Bob Geldof. Uh, mm-hmm. Bob Geldof, known to mostly me as Pink, the character Pink from the movie Pink Floyd, The Wall. He was also in a, a new wave Band called Boomtown Rats. Uh, I, I know him we, as
1: Fifi Trixie Bell's dad.
0: Uh, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, he he started like doing these like kind of charitable uh, things to raise awareness in the '80s. Uh, you know, uh, we are the world type of thing. Uh, just you know, uh, do they know it's Christmas? was just like this suit, you know, all these like big names at the time. And he had an ambitious plan for a, a whole day concert called Live Aid. Uh, one would take place in uh, Philadelphia and one in the UK. Now, Paul, <laughs> this is where the Phil Collins <laughs> angle comes in because he was asked to, you know, participate. Mm-hmm. And I'll get into that, but like he, one of the infamous things about this concert was that Phil Collins played both the UK and the United States shows. Uh, he did a solo set. He performed with Sting for a song, where uh, <laughs> Sting changed the way he, he. So he doesn't. Sting doesn't sing the lyrics to "Every Breath You Take" the same as it's recorded. So poor oh, <laughs> Phil Collins is going off the recorded version, and Sting's winging it, so people got mad at him for fucking up the song, even though he was technically singing it correctly. Oh, God. All right. Yeah. And another poor thing of poor Phil, uh, he, he, he started playing against all odds during the UK show and just hit a sour chord on the fucking piano. So this kind of sets the stage for what happens later <laughs> when he, he joins... His good friend uh, Robert Plant. So, Paul, what do you want to talk about first? Does she want to talk about Queen or Led Zeppelin? Oh, you know, let's.
1: I, I think the audience is going to want to hear the Led Zeppelin, uh, you know, story the most. So let's do um, let's do Queen first.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, Queen Queen's mostly going to be us talking about how uh, great it is, and it's it's in uh, contrast to what we see with Led Zeppelin. And uh, so Queen performs, and this is what, the thing I want to talk about with this is how fucking wrong uh, the movie Bohemian Rhapsody oh got God, so wrong. Uh, the Live Aid part. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, so it's 1985. The movie has it that Queen had broken up, and they're going to reunite for Live Aid. Uh, Freddie wants, you know, get back with the guys. Plus, he had fi- he finds out he has HIV. Mm-hmm. AIDS. i forget uh, he at this in real in reality queen had never broken up
1: <laughs> nope, nope queen had never broken up
0: <laughs> they never broke up uh freddie mercury would not be diagnosed with aids until much later after yep. like, probably like three years i think three or four years after this maybe two or three i uh, don't know i'm not entirely sure but so all that stuff at you know uh with bohemian rhapsody i was in the theater. You know, and for what? So I think Rami Malek did a good job.
1: Yes. Do I yes, think he
0: really. was Academy Award worthy? No, not really. But whatever. That's a, neither here nor there. But you know, it. I was very. I got upset a couple times during that movie, and I think the live aid part just put me over the edge <laughs> because they're just making shit up, and like. It, what infuriates me more, most about this is the band were, like, supervisors on that movie. They were producers.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So, like, they're just making shit up for their own legacy And that, really. Bothers-
1: yeah, that, that bothers me, you know, and they kind of changed some things around. Um, you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, no, but, it, it, I mean, so, you know, let, let's call it here. Um, you know, let's say it wasn't really the best live reunion that ever happened. Um, because they hadn't broken up, let's be let's be real yeah, there, and you can tell they had broken up because there was nothing missing there.
0: And I think they had just released. Uh, God, I'm going to look it up because uh, yeah. you, you watch the performance. They fans have signs of the album that came out not too long before, and I, I just don't. Uh, uh, well, they did the Hot Space, which came hot, out in yeah Hot yeah.
1: Space. Yep, came out in 1982. Yep.
0: Yeah, so, you know, maybe they are on a hiatus. But then I believe they were still touring and whatnot. I mean, the movie really amped up Freddie Mercury's solo career, and yeah. which is weird because, you know, he did have a solo career, but it wasn't very uh, super successful.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and, and I don't believe it was something like he would have broken up the... I don't, you know, he didn't break up the band to do it, which is another weird thing. Yes. And then yeah, they had the weird relationship with... The guy he was seeing. And uh, I don't know how much that's true. I don't know enough about Freddie Mercury's personal life.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I
0: felt like that was kind of like probably uh, made more than it probably actually was.
1: So here's my issue with any with any um, kind of biopic things is <clears throat> I typically avoid them, honestly, because I sit there and I go, who is in the room? You know, because uh, there's always like this talk of this and that, you know, or someone says something really inspiring or blah, 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 or, you know, says something really, you know, fuck it. You don't, you don't know what you don't know. So don't make the shit up. Mm-hmm. And, and so unless it's like a, a documentary style type of thing, which I'll watch and I always, you know, kind of always going with a grain of salt, you know, you're always looking at what the what the story that the documentarian's trying to yeah. um, put out there. But with biopics, I just, I, I find them really, really boring to me. Cause I sit back and I go, okay, who was around in 1970, whatever, to remember that fucking yeah. conversation.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I don't really like them either. I think the only one I enjoyed was Ray. And I think most uh, Jamie Foxx did a good job. And that was, that was pretty much like a warts and all thing with mm-hmm. uh, Ray Charles. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, you know, I didn't care for Walk the Line. I didn't care nope. for you know Bohemian Rap Bohemian Raps <clears throat> moments. I thought were was interesting, but you know I just I'll watch like you with you you said I'll watch the documentaries even for yep. bands I hate. Yep. Like uh, and like so with Queen, why I knew a lot of this already was because in like the late nineties, early two thousands, BH one had like the other side of Behind the Music was they had, like, The Legends, which was, oh, yes. like, behind-the-music for, like, uh, bigger bands. They had one <laughs> uh-huh. on Queen.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: and I watched that, like, a lot because, you know, I was a stone teenager. Of course, I'm just gonna watch shit Dude, about bands.
1: I watched... VH1 had some really cool shit. They had the storytellers, they had the legends, they had pop-up video. Like, there was yeah. a point where VH1 became more MTV than MTV was, <laughs> which was yeah. interesting because they started as, like, Baby MTV.
0: Yeah, and it was, and people I remember like behind the music was wild because they they make like Tony Orlando and Don interesting.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, you know. Some- and one of my favorite, what I'm of actually off topic here, but one of my favorite SNL skits was a make fun of when it was Neil Diamond, yeah. on the one oh, the storyteller, the <laughs> storyteller.
0: <laughs> leave me out of this, Neil! I will <laughs> leave you in.
1: I will leave you in. <laughs> really like
0: John Goodman plays like the the saxophonist or whatever, and he's just yep. like he was like talking about. Yeah, he gets that weird porno. You gonna like order in the back of magazines. You know? Oh my god, it's
1: so brilliant! It's yeah, it's 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 a great it's a great thing because it really does kind of show like it's why we watched like you know the storytellers was to hear some of the you know hopefully we'd hear something interesting out of it, and uh, the most we got was Will Ferrell as fucking Neil Diamond.
0: <laughs> it was great though. It was great, and I don't know if they ever released I. I had it on bootleg, but there was a Storytellers. I don't know if they ever released it, but Tom Waits did one.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: And it's great because, you know, he's just, Tom Waits is great because he just makes up, like, weird stories, and, like, none of it's true, but it's just it's just highly entertaining. So, yeah, uh, if you ever can find that, I'd say check it out.
1: Oh, awesome.
0: Well, let's get back to Queen. Now, uh, Paul, uh, I'm a huge Queen fan. I've been <laughs> really into Queen probably since uh, – I was introduced in Wayne's world a bit. Sure. And, uh, my other favorite movie of the late eighties, the Highlander. (laughs) That's how I got my queen first
1: was Highlander. And then it was Wayne's world. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, I I fell like I fell in love with Queen. Like my dad always called that like headphone music, and I think that was a, that's a pretty good you know. Oh God, yes. For like music like Queen or Pink Floyd, Beatles, like it's really good headphone music. So I going in like you know I I you know I love Queen, and so I watch. <laughs> so like this might be so for people listening. I watch the Led Zeppelin one first. Because I needed something good to watch after <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Paul did the same thing and you messaged me. This is one of the few times we talked yes. in between. Yes. Normally we don't give the other our point of view, but this this is how telling the about how bad Led Zeppelin were. <laughs> that you're like, it's night and day. Yeah. And it is, it's sound quality, performance. Like, you know, so well. So Queen plays six songs: uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, basically the first part of it, which goes into Radio Gaga, which is probably my top in th- my top three favorite Queen songs. Mm-hmm. Hammer to Fall, which is fucking awesome. Awesome, awesome. Uh, crazy little thing called Love, which you know, not my favorite. I think over the years, but still, you know. And then of course their big closing of "We Will Rock You" and "We Are the Champions." So Paul, let's talk about how awesome fucking queen is freddie mercury with his uh piano with pepsi beer like he has like 16 (laughs) pepsi cups and two beers
1: you know this is uh i mean when you look at live performances right like this is in my mind like a true live festival performance this is the prototype this is what you want like I, being a band you know having been in several bands and having done several live things you know this is something that always came up like okay let's try and be queen at Live Aid. right um, I think anyone musically like this is what 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 you want um it's yeah. probably one of the best sets um you know yeah. they uh, Freddie Mercury has a presence let's just put it, I mean Brian Mays a good you know all of them are good guitarists whatever but will there ever be a better frontman? in terms of charisma and what he can actually do live and in the studio. Will there ever be another true Freddie Mercury? I, I, probably, but I not can't a name long one time, right now.
0: Say. Yeah, not.
1: No, no. no. It's, this it's is like, like a once, once in a hundred. lifetime. Yeah. yeah. This is and, once a generation thing.
0: And, you know, what I love about Freddie Mercury is he refused to ever get his overbite Fixed because he feared there was a chance it was gonna alter his his voice his, his voice, yeah, yeah, and you know
1: and what what's interesting to me is too is people don't realize all these guys were opera trained, so I mean <laughs> they they truly made opera I mean opera rock, and it's more people need to do that. Like the fuck. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and like I think a lot of people like often forget, and like you know, I I'm guilty of it too. But they were really hard rock when they were when they wanted to yeah, hammer God, the fall. proof. They... Like so, if you listen to those mm-hmm. first, like the first albums before uh, Day at the Races, a Night at the Opera. Yes, it's a it's heavy rock. It's it's wild. Mm-hmm. Tie your mother down, God! That's a fucking great, song. great, it's so banger. It's a big yeah. yeah. Queen, well, go on. Is there anybody who could ever like? Who do you think would even come close? And like, I think we're both in agreement. Freddie Mercury is probably the best frontman of a band ever. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody who come close in your mind? Fuck, let me think. I've seen a lot of bands. Well, I'll tell you, it's not going to be Robert Plant. <laughs> it's not going to be Robert Plant.
1: Um, I Just give me a second here, because I'm trying to think of people I've seen before that were really charismatic on stage. And like I said, I've seen a lot of bands in my time. And, uh, I, you know, I, I yeah, I, I would say um, Peter Gabriel. I've seen a lot of his um, live stuff and how he does things, and there definitely is that performance piece to it. Um but it's not. It's not. Um, it's not Freddie Mercury. As far as modern ones that I've seen, I, I no, <laughs> no, no one's ever really rushed out there and are sweating and you know busting their <laughs> balls on stage like like that anymore. Like most people, it's a paycheck. It's not a performance to them. You know, I mean, even when we saw Black Sabbath, I think you went to the same show I did,
0: uh, which was Oz the Black Sabbath. What's that? Ozfest '99.
1: This no I, them. I went to the black sabbath pantera oh, incubus
0: yeah i wasn't at that one but okay. i saw them in 99 and ozzy is a good front man and this is like where you know like peter gabriel's you know he's entertaining and he's artsy but he you know like with freddie mercury you get the full package so not only is he doing great performance his vocals are great but he's such a fucking showman yes like he's riling the audience up like you know gabriel goes out and does his thing you know he's not really interacting with the audience that much True. he's putting on his his thing and you know you know led zeppelin like priorless you know it's like they're not really ramping. like it's just you know they're going out there and just doing their thing and doing their thing yeah i can't think Roger of any- daltrey i think was okay he was okay yeah robert daltrey was okay um, I liked him more as the Immortal on Highlander, the TV series, more than a singer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I,
1: I'm I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. It wasn't a, I mean, he was OK, but I wasn't a fan of it. But I mean, <clears throat> for someone to be the total package like that as a real true front man, um, I, you know, I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. Bono, you know, I don't like we and I have our thing, have our hatred of you, too, but nothing yeah. can deny the fact that Bono can rile up a crowd and be a really good front
0: man and do the theatrics too and do the theatrics so yeah, yeah i gotta give it to bono on that Yeah, he so he's probably the only one who comes close mm-hmm. and you know so yeah so watching this i'm just floored like i'm just like i'm all in and i love like, freddie mercury you know he doesn't have the long hair he's got like the crop short hair and the the goofy fucking mustache and he's he's still like at first, that's a little jarring. <laughs> you just completely forget, like, how weird he looks.
1: Yeah. No, he, I, he, he does. You know, I, I liked him better when he didn't have the mustache, he had the long hair. He's a goofy-looking dude, but it he transcends it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't he, matter. It doesn't matter. Like, two minutes into this goddamn performance, and it doesn't matter anymore.
0: Yeah, as soon as he sits down and he. He's like playing the piano before he even gets his ass on the fucking bench, <laughs> like doing yes. yeah, bars to Bohemian Rhapsody, and they don't play the whole thing, but no, nope. like I, it was like a good opening. Yeah, so I loved it. Radio Gaga, I love, and uh, the video for that's great. And uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the a band called Electric Six. I've heard of Electric Six. Yes. Have you you seen their video? They do a cover of Radio Gaga. I have not seen that. No, I have You've not You got to see that. that. It's okay. the cover's really good. <laughs> the video's great. It's it's a ghost of Freddie. Mercury. You you just check it out. It's it, it's good. It's like a, it's a one of the better tributes to Queen I have ever seen.
1: <laughs> mhm. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out.
0: But yeah, so this performance is yeah, it transcends and like you can see it in the audience. Everybody is like wrapped on uh, just floored. They sound great. They sound like they, you know, it's not like they, it doesn't sound like they, have, you know, like hadn't played in like years. So it's really great because it's a contrast to what we're going to talk about next.
1: Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. I had to pull up. I mean, okay. So this is a shit show. And I had to pull up our conversation, right? <laughs> From before. And the first thing I fucking said to you, and again, we're full transparency, guys. This is probably the only time we've really discussed anything before it. Um, I said, um, "Was Jimmy Page stuck on a microphone stand?" <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and yes, yes, he he got stuck on one. So <laughs> go into. I need to know more, but yeah, go okay, into this. Oh, let's go back to your good old brother Phil here. Yes, please. Phil fills in the gaps. So. What happens is uh before Live Aid uh he's having lunch he, you know cuz he produced and played on Robert Plant's solo albums in the 80s like you know Phil Collins was everywhere we discussed yes,
1: that no we day. discussed that as nauseam yep
0: Yep. uh and so Robert Plant asks Phil Collins if he could get him on Live Aid <laughs> Phil's like, uh feels like you're you're fucking Robert Plant yeah <laughs> I think you could. I think you, your people can get you to play live aid. And he's like, "Yeah, okay, okay, okay." So come. Uh, so Phil, did, I believe it's the no jacket required tour comes to an end, or and uh, he gets a call, and Robert Plant says, uh, "Yeah, you want to play with me at live aid? Uh, me and Jimmy are thinking about doing something." So Robert, you know, Phil Collins is like, "Well, oh, cool. Him and Jimmy Page. That's I'll be interesting." You know, he's just thinking it's going to be the three of them, whatever. Uh, then it slowly dawns, <laughs> slowly. So this thing starts snowballing into a full-blown Led Zeppelin reunion. Uh, Collins is tired. He doesn't want to, they want him to fly to the United States to to rehearse. He tells them, you guys just rehearse without me. I'll listen to the albums. I'll, I can, I'll figure out the drum, drum parts. no problem. They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> So he does his set, like I said, in the U.K., takes the Concorde. And for people who don't know, the Concorde, I don't know if it still exists, but it, it was like a pretty – a super jet. Mm-hmm. Who you across the Atlantic in hours instead of like a plane, which would take you know, 12, 14 hours. Uh, so <laughs> Collins, his memoir is just great. So if you've never read it, you got to because this is <laughs> – I'm gonna have to pick this up. <laughs> so much better. So he says he lands and he gets there and he meets up and he's like, he's like, uh, Jimmy Page, basically, Jimmy Page is drooling all over himself. It's his uh, subtle way of saying, this guy's fucking loaded. <laughs>
2: oh, God. <laughs> like,
0: he could barely stand up. Uh, he shows up and he finds out that they're gonna have two drummers. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> the guys that the guy that they rehearsed with and they're like yeah you guys will just play together so phil goes to this drummer i forget the guy's name thank like, you so we should probably figure out how we're gonna do this so you have to. so with genesis he laid down the drums and they had a tour drummer so he could focus on singing mm-hmm. so he's worked with two drummer as a, you know, a drummer duo Oh, sure. if you watch his if you watch his his solo stuff, like Phil Collins
1: solo stuff, he sometimes plays with two other drummers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like he's I mean, a
1: fucking phenomenal drummer.
0: Yeah. But they practice and they know mm-hmm. so they cuz you know, if you're drumming, you have two drummers, you, you can easily trip over the other. Like yes. same with like if you have two guitarists, you know, you can that happens too, so you got to be all in, in sync. The guys like kind of stares at him He's like, "No, man." Like <laughs> So Right away, Phil Collins notices things are not as ideal as he was hoping. Plus, he says Robert Plant, when he's with the Led Zeppelin guys, is like he doesn't like being around him. Then, so oh, really? take fr- take from that what you will. My guess: Robert Plant turns into an asshole when he's around Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones. So, <laughs> well,
1: you know, they were kind of—I mean, they were notorious for a lot of weird shit, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah. So fish people. story. <laughs> fish. Well, you know he's you know he just flew across the ocean after doing a set with Sting in his solo songs. He has to do he, so. He's doing another uh, solo set in Philadelphia and playing with Led Zeppelin. Again, he was unaware going in and agreeing to Robert Plant. This was going to be a full blown Led Zeppelin reunion. Oh God! Okay, you know. Go so, on yeah so again, he shows up, Jimmy Page is so fucked up he's drooling all over himself uh Robert Plant's kind of being a dick, uh, and he's like John Paul Jones he just you know he's like you he couldn't get two words out of the guy. he's just a quiet guy <laughs> uh, I think there's a reason why I think John Paul Jones kind of <laughs> got a hint that he knew what the kind of show this was gonna be uh you don't you don't tour with these guys you don't you're in a band with a Group of guys for like ten years and not pick up when things are going south, and you can see this on the video because John Paul Jones goes out of his way to not
1: not. I was gonna say you don't see him once in that video, man. (laughs) Like, like he could full out say I wasn't there. Like he has that alibi. Like I was not there. Yeah.
0: Okay. So that's kind of like the backstory. So they get they get on stage, and right away. I mean, so this is where we're going to start talking. Right away, you can tell something's not right. (laughs) Like you said, Jimmy Page gets stuck in a microphone. (laughs) It Gets stuck in a microphone stand, man. Yeah. uh, yeah. Jimmy Page later said uh, the reason why the performance was bad was because somebody handed him an out-of-tune guitar. I do not... The only way I could see a huge... Huge live concert event with a reunited Led Zeppelin. If a roadie handed him an out tune guitar, it's probably because Jimmy Page did something incredibly dickish. Well, okay, I'm but I, 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 when you watch the video, out tune or not, he looks incredibly fucked up.
1: <laughs> he looks like ten miles of bad fuck road, man. Um, and I'm going to say right now that that's one of the things I sent you to, Is I said, he's out of tune. Um, and cause he is, he yeah. is completely out of tune. Um, and, um, like, here's the thing, <laughs> you know, you're fucked up when you can't even hear yourself being out of tune on stage, right? Like you're hearing your notes and it's not going well.
0: Yeah. You, you know, stop-
1: yeah, you stop like
0: in between songs. You stop and you tune. Um, as soon as he hit, as soon as hit, you hear the first notes to because the first track. So they do three songs. They do rock and roll, a lot of love, and Stairway to Heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, right away, uh, he should have asked for a new guitar. Why didn't he? Because I think he was so fucked up, he had no idea. I agree with that. Yeah, I completely. Again, when you're that.
1: You know, you're going to know. I hear people say, oh man, I couldn't hear myself on stage, blah, blah, blah. As a singer, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. As you a can singer. tell.
0: <laughs> the best part is you can tell right away Robert Plant knew. Robert okay. Plant knew
1: right away.
0: Right, right away. Right away. John like, Paul Jones knew right away because he just slinks <laughs> to the side of the stage. Uh, and the high. So this is the the most hilarious uh, live video I've ever seen. I can't stop. Uh, I had tears rolling down my eyes. I was laughing so hard when I first watched this because you just, the look of horror that continually grows on Phil Collins' face. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> this is one of the <laughs> things that we did talk about. Phil Collins looks all happy and whatever right in the beginning. And by the end, he looks so defeated.
0: <laughs> and he he's, uh in his book, so one, probably one of the other. I'll bring up like a, one more uh, anecdote, but he said <laughs> he it wasn't just Jimmy Page's bad playing; he was like Robert Plant at this time could not hit those notes, and that's okay. That's the other thing. Like 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 Robert
1: Plant could make the excuse, and I've seen singers do this. I wasn't hitting the notes right because the guitar wasn't right. No. No, he could not hit those notes.
0: And if you and you look at him, he uh he's got to be like what in his like late thirties, early forties. Uh, you can just—he looks like he's fifty from heavy smoking.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: he, you know, and heavy smoking is not good for your voice. <laughs> um. So yeah, no. there was no way in hell. Uh, <laughs> Now, I will say this, though,
1: and that's not an excuse because look at David Bowie. David Bowie was a consummate smoker, never lost his voice because the different and Mick Jagger. Look at all the drugs that Mick Jagger has done.
0: Yeah, but their vocals aren't like Robert Plant's. His is a lot of, you know, screaming where theirs is more melodic. It's probably a little easier on their vocal cords. He's doing the like sounding like a fucking bird being shot in the ass. So, yeah, that's a that's a difference, too, you know. And a lot of people, like, you know, also, like, genetics play in the part, you know, like, Tom Waits, you know, like, that voice doesn't come from not smoking. <laughs> right, right, right. But, yeah, mm-hmm. but, yeah, you're right. Bowie was a heavy, you know, but it didn't it depend. But, he, you know, you could just tell. He just, you, you can tell, like, people who smoke and then there's people who are like oh my god they're probably like five packs a day and Robert Plant looks five packs a day like fucking he's got the wrinkles uh, he's tan he's super tan which is he's got this big poofy fucking mullet like he looks like America's lesbian aunt <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ okay, but <laughs> show I, I, me I, the I, lie I, Paul show me the I, lie no.
1: Uh, no, um, it, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, and I was thinking about that too. I'm watching. It. I'm like, God damn it! Like, you know, how did we not know in the '80s like this was shitty clothing?
0: Yeah, at least got that bright, bright blue fucking shirt. I, oh, like, I, I can't even judge John Paul Jones's outfit because I didn't fucking see him much. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, and then you look at Jimmy. Jimmy Page, and he looks like a bloated dead fish. Uh,
1: his yeah. face he is, is so pasty. bloated.
0: Yeah, he he's is up. so bloated. Yeah, he's bloated, and I don't know if this is like around you when he was still using heroin too. Like I think I was. A, I'm thinking he's probably fucked up on heroin and. Fucking blasted drunk, like um, was I for a long time.
1: You know, I would. I don't even know if he's on the heroin at this point either, because he looked too bloated for heroin. Yeah. he he looked way too bloated for heroin. I'm just thinking he was on a shit ton of pills and booze. Really, yeah. that's what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, and like you know, he, he had Elvis
1: bloat. He had Elvis bloat.
0: Yeah, and he's not, and he doesn't realize that the notes he or, he's hitting are just off oh they're so bad i mean even when they're doing stairway to
1: heaven it's 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 off it's just it's off and he's not in time um you know robert plan is kind of looking back he can't keep up with what he's trying to do there yeah. it's they're not just, even in
0: rhythm together
1: no 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 one no one is in rhythm together like this is what happens when you have an actual reunion and don't practice before the reunion yeah like like, I, I would have much rather have seen just a Robert Plant, Phil Collins set. And I think that would have been a lot better. Yeah. Well, than,
0: neither of those guys are showing up fucking hammered. Well, you know, and again,
1: you know, you could have worked, you know, like, okay, in the memoir, does it say when Robert Plant reached out to um, Phil Collins? Like how soon before Live Aid? I mean, imagine if he knew Live I Aid. I think it was coming.
0: like a few, like a few weeks time, and he had just got, he had just gotten back from touring. He's just back in the UK. He did, and uh, Collins just, you know, did not want to get on a sixteen-hour flight to. Nah. I think they're rehearsing in Florida.
1: Okay, okay, yeah, because this feels like no rehearsal.
0: Oh God, and like the thing is, like. He thought they did. He thought they were rehearsing with his drummer. (laughs) But, but, you know, who knows? Uh, At this point, you get so many weird conflicting stories from these guys. You know, Paige is blaming the out-of-tune guitar. Like, man, that's an easy fix. Like, (laughs) you you know, again, again, when you contrast this with Queen.
1: Right. And I got to say this, you know, the excuse of, oh, if they get a um...
0: smoke. But he can still hit the high notes.
1: Uh, well you know, and, and here's the thing. Again, you're a guitarist. You're Jimmy fucking page, okay? Look, I can tune my ear even, man. And I'm not that great of a guitarist. So uh, you know you'll see people between sets. You're fucking I mean, I did it all the time. In between songs, especially if you're doing different bands, if are playing, you're playing a lot of it. You check the tuning
0: in between in between songs. It's just what you do. I want to know the story of who handed him the auto tune guitar and why they did it. Because, like, I feel like that's a story in and of itself. <laughs> I, because, I, I, like, you're not going to sabotage this big moment for these guys unless somebody fucking pissed you off. Well,
1: so, and, I, you know, now, now here's the other, I mean, it had to be auto tune Because I was thinking about it to myself, like, I can hear what it's supposed to be.
0: <laughs> so he's hitting the right frets. Not all the time.
1: Not no, all the time. No. That's
0: another thing I, I saw when he was soloing. Like, he's going off muscle memory because he's so fucked up. But, like, he's not, like, anywhere in the key it's supposed to be. So it's just, like, he's just hitting the solo where he thinks it's supposed to go. So he's not really even playing with the band. He's just playing off of what he muscle memory it feels like. Yes. Yeah. Did you get that, too, like? Like
1: uh, uh, I, whereas, I, 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 like, where, like where
0: they're playing and I'd see where he's on the fretboard. I'd be like, what's he doing? Well, there was a couple of times
1: where I saw that. And like I
0: said, especially with uh,
1: Stairway, when he starts doing the solo to Stairway, <laughs> it, doesn't, like, it doesn't no. look right. It, no, it, and it doesn't look and it doesn't sound right. And there was a little bit more that was beyond there. Like, uh, I mean, it's very, very possible. And I, 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 I have to go back and listen to it for a fourth fucking time. And maybe I will do that. Um
0: Paul, you know, I watch this, you know, I mean I watch what, this I, at least once a week just to, just for the giggles.
1: Have been um um off a of fret. I mean he could have been off on the guitar and just not fucking I mean again the guy was caught in a microphone. He really microphone stand, he really
0: didn't know where he was and what he was doing. Um uh, okay. Phil Collins says when he showed up and he meets Jimmy Page, he's pretty much looks like the walking dead.
1: Yeah. Um just uh, in my in the in the in the in the back, I'm just well, you're not gonna be able to hear it. I'm just going have it in my ear. A
2: lot of people Oh,
1: there we go. No, now you're hearing it. My apologies, people. Uh, well God, we might we might get nailed, but dude, I'm ladies gonna ladies and it.
0: gentlemen, this is Paul's uh JFK moment of back and to the left.
1: Yeah, here we go, guys. Back
0: and you, to the you, left.
1: If you can hear it, here it comes. Yeah, he...
0: yeah. And the thing is, like, Robert Plant, he can hit those lower notes.
1: But he can't hit higher those notes.
0: higher notes. Yeah, no. No. And maybe no, that's too. age, too. You know, maybe. I don't know. He just, he, yeah, he, he was not hitting what he, he used to. And, like, I get it. Uh, it's probably hard to hit those high notes as you get older. A lot of bands just like, they just like, they play them in different keys. So it's easier on their voices. I used to have a
1: really good falsetto and my falsetto these days is not what it was. And that's just from aging. Um, You know, it's just what it is. Um, That's why, you know, when we recorded stuff and did stuff, I knew that was going to come down the road. So I made sure that if I was going to sing something high, I was like, I got to put in a place where I know I can hit it. Twenty years later, in case we ever make it big, um,
0: are you saying you can't hit the high notes of "Immigrant Song," Paul? Is that what uh, you're saying? I, I, like I, you and Robert Plant. That, yeah, me
1: and Robert Plant can't hit those things anymore. Um, I just yeah. want to get to another spot here, like where where you can hear just where it's off. Let's see.
0: Oh, I could. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, he, he's he's not playing it right no he's playing what he thinks it should be
1: yeah 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 he's playing what he thinks it should be and, and he so, i mean he's very much out of his tits yeah
0: and uh then this is another thing too so you get when we get to the whole lot of love
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, what is missing paul the um, riff. yeah the, the riff, riff is the missing riff.
1: <laughs> the riff is missing from a whole lot of love it's not there
0: yeah, they just start playing there. a whole lot of love. and like, wait, where's the... You know, the iconic uh John Paul Jones bass riff? Gone. Not there. They just... I don't know what Page is doing. He just sounds like he's just making fucking noise on his guitar at this point. Like, like you know... And not even like the good, weird noise that Sid Barrett used to do with Interstellar Overdrive. Like, just fucking pilled out fucking... Yeah. <laughs> Trying to remember what the song was. Well, now, God, there's a story there.
1: I remember reading one of the biographies where at one point his fingers were just going, were trying to strum, but it wasn't happening, and he was just staring off, and he thought he was playing guitar. Um, um Sid Barrett was. Yeah, I'm um, pretty. Yeah, yes.
0: Yeah. Well, Sid had an excuse of you know <laughs> schizophrenia.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, schizophrenia mixed So I'm with, gonna forgive Sid
0: if he does that because that's beyond his. He didn't choose that.
1: No, no. Jimmy no. Page
0: chose <laughs> to get fucked <laughs> up and make his weird noise.
1: He chose to get fucked up. All right, I'll, I'll tell a, I'll tell a, I'll tell a behind the behind the scenes story, man. So we were jamming together one night, getting prepared for a, for a gig, and just kind of playing. And we were, um, at the time, we were kind of a nine piece jam band that was um, kind of starting to form off into, you know, people were kind of, you know, bouncing out of it and we were kind of getting down to our regular formation. And we decided one night that we were going to do acid and play and just to kind of, you know, as a, as a means of getting all in the, everyone in the same rhythm, everybody on the same page, you know, kind of <laughs> type of
0: thing. Boy, could that have not gone any
1: more wrong.
0: Yeah, you <laughs> asked me about that idea, because I would have told you that's not going to work. It, it it didn't work.
1: Somehow, some way, everything we recorded that night ended up backwards. Like, <laughs> like we didn't even get the fucking recording equipment right. We were so out of our tits. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, and we're just like, how did this happen? Because we don't understand how it happened, because we did it when we set everything up when we were sober, and then did it. So somebody must have fucked with it at some point when we were uh, when we were playing around. Um, but um, on, when we were all coming down, I ended up playing um, a Radiohead song. And somehow, someway, that is like by far one of my favorite recordings we've ever done. Oh, um, yeah. You're not
0: fucked up when you're coming down you're yeah starting yeah. to like be more grounded in reality not that i know anything about this people no 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 not that i not that i'm just saying this is hypothetically this happened um uh, but oh uh, yeah i can see the come down i just can't see like when you're actually oh god no high is just yeah I,
1: everyone's just, on different rhythms everyone's doing yeah. different things so
0: everybody's in their own world like and you know this, it's a communal experience but everybody's still going through their own thing
1: so you know and i will say at the you know i either there's lsd but in the 80s one of the big pills that people were doing at the time was somas um and somas were really really big like in the wrestling world but they were also kind of getting around celebrities and things like that because it's kind of supposed to be this miracle pill that it built muscle while and, and repaired your body while you were sleeping and it was kind of like Ambient in the regards to that like you fought to stay awake on him because it felt really good while you're on him. And I'm wondering if there isn't a combination of like, because I'm watching him play here and he is not. I mean, this is beyond drunk. He is not in reality.
0: He's uh, off. I don't know. My guess would probably be Quaid Ludes and booze.
1: Ooh, yeah, lewds, man. I forget
0: about lewds. I think, yeah, because, well, lewds haven't existed since, like, what, 1989? Yeah, yeah, no. There's no, no it's real pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical reason to have them after a no. while of the research, so they just got rid of them. Yeah, he looks like he's looted out, though. Uh, he just he just seems like he he got fucked up, at, thought he could pull it off, and didn't, and then he blamed his attitude. guitar. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, and again... Uh, Or as somebody in the comments of the YouTube video, this is when their deal with the devil ended.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Since we're here, let's read some of these comments for the audience here. Because you guys got to go out and
0: find this here. It's, um, it's great. It's, it's comedy gold. I guess it's been John, a long, long time since I rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, and it shows.
1: And it shows. I guess John Paul Jones didn't get the memo that everyone was supposed to perform like shit. <laughs> um, yeah, that's another thing. The bass sounds fine. The bass sounds fine. And honestly, there's parts where the drumming works with the like. Phil Collins is basically staring at John Paul Jones the whole time. Yeah,
0: which fine. is what you should be doing as a drummer and bass player. you got to be in that pocket.
1: So so here's, here's another one. Jimmy, what effects do you want on your guitar? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's like, you know, so like we're getting those effects, like is the intro to a whole lot of love Instead, and, and it seems like there's... <laughs> Like, why aren't you just having John Paul Jones do the fucking riff? Right, like, and- I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make a lot of noise.
1: Well, and there's this one here too, like, um, Queen fans, yes, Live Aid, Led Zeppelin fans, please don't remind us about that tragedy. Uh, <laughs> here's the, here's here's someone's track listing: Drugs, dog, stairway to alcohol, whole lot of ecstasy, babe, I'm gonna be drunk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Here's Jimmy Page. That blonde guy next to me must be the singer. Robert Plant. Now where's West? I hope I turn my head in the right direction. Phil Collins, help. Somebody get me out of here. <laughs> John Paul John, John John Paul Jones. Thankfully no camera is taking footage of me. I'll claim later
0: I was not at the show. <laughs> <coughs> That's true. He avoids the camera. Like He absolutely And again, that kind of goes back. I think he saw that this, where this was going before the show. (laughs) One one (laughs) last one. Last one. On the guitar, we have
1: Lil Wayne. On lead vocals, we have Chad Kroger. On the drums, we have Phil Collins.
0: And finally, on bass, we have the rest of Led Zeppelin. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. So when you're watching the video, it's just the look of horror that just continually creeps on Phil Collins' face. And you could see it, too. On Robert Plant. Yeah. Robert is not lost on Robert Plant. No, I, he, he is, looks embarrassed.
1: He's embarrassed. He's when sweating. When he get to stairway to heaven, dead. you can tell. He yeah. is
0: embarrassed.
1: Yeah, he is.
0: Jimmy Page is. <laughs> he looks like nothing's going wrong. No, Jimmy Page is just like, you know. <laughs> he's all in. He's all in. <laughs> oh, God. I, like how, how do you not know, man? How do you not yeah. know?
1: He has no clue. And you can just see like like yeah like Phil uh, I mean uh I mean honestly I gotta put it this way they like, give you guys an idea I don't know if you've seen um uh, God no I'm not gonna be that mean I'm gonna leave him alone that 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 would be cruel and unusual um all right let's go on here yeah no this is a travesty um so is there any aftermath to this Joe uh so
0: <laughs> in Collins' book and this is the, next, the last anecdote I'll bring up Uh, So he's as horrified (laughs) as he should be, and they're doing uh, an interview with MTV, and Phil Collins in his book, he's like, the Led Zeppelin guys just perform, basically, he's more polite than I, basically, they just put on the worst show of their entire careers, and they're being assholes cagey assholes to this BJ, who obviously does not even want to be talking to him oh shit okay yeah so he's like jimmy Page is just being this this giant dick to this interviewer like he just and i could not find that interview for the oh. life of me but collins was there and he's just like he could not believe the arrogance especially after like talk about like unwarranted arrogance when you just did a show like that, where your bass player goes out of his way, <laughs> should not be videoed. right? Like, right. I, would I like mean, to see like the look on John Paul Jones's face, but like there's times he just turns his back.
1: He does. At one point, at one point, there there is in the video. There is one point in the video. Where he is like, hang, like, he is just hovering around Phil Collins, and like, yeah. I don't know if they're having a conversation or what. But I'm it's... sure they
0: were. I'm sure they, they yeah. Was like, uh, my guess, because John Paul Jones, by all things I've read about Led Zeppelin, he's like the nicest guy in the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, my big guess is he probably is apologizing to Phil Collins.
1: Well, somebody's gotta. <laughs>
0: Oh my god, yeah. And so, yeah, it was, it was disastrous. And so this performance was so notorious. And led, uh, Page and Plant were so embarrassed. Like I said, Jimmy Page blamed the out-of-tune guitar. Which, you know, that's part of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't
0: think the performance would have been that much better if he wasn't I honestly don't think it, 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 him being in tune was going to make it any better. No, I, I is, honestly do It's a weird thing to say. I I don't I don't and on
1: honesty maybe that's why the guy handed it to him a little bit tune, knowing full well he was gonna be all over that board. I don't know. I mean, there's a there's there's got to be something there. But yeah, I mean even the, I mean the double headed guitar when he switches to that that's not that's not out of tune. That's Jimmy Page the first guitar yeah. he has. Yeah, so is stairway out to have, of tune.
0: Stairway no excuse it. why that should sound like shit.
1: No, and it does. And again, it's the same thing with. Um, Whole lot of love. The riff isn't there.
0: The riff isn't there. Then stairway, yeah, it's probably a tuned guitar this time, but it still sounds like fuck awful. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, oh man, you just see at the end of stairway, it just looked like Robert Plant cannot wait to get off that fucking. Stairway. No, no. I mean, you look at his body language, the way he's standing
1: there. You know, and he kind of always kind of had that similar kind of style of um, Mick Jagger, you know, hand on the hips types of things. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he is like this is more like annoyance. This is more like fuck. I want to get off this stage. This now,
0: I, I it's will almost say like, this is why I'm not in this band anymore. Yes. Now I
1: will say to their, you know, to 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 Led Zeppelin's uh, probably hopeful whatever. They were, um, uh, the audience didn't care what it sounded like. No, they were just happy to see Led Zeppelin. And I'm sure by that time, they're all hammered, whatever. I mean, you know, this is kind of what happens, you know, with bands, especially like bar bands and things like that, and bands at the end of the shows. You don't have to be spot on, because that's part of the reason why you want to be the closer, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah, so the fans probably didn't realize, but the most like three-fourths of the band did know something was applied. Yeah, we yeah. all know what that other
1: one was. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't take now after this. Ex, didn't it take years for them to get back together. Yeah, after- it wasn't
0: until 2008 uh, the reunion. Uh, and the when what Emmett uh, whatever head of like the label that they were on died, so they did a they did a reunion show for that, and that was a lot better. I'm not a huge fan of Led Zeppelin. Like I've just over the years I've, oh you know, thirty years of get the lid out like fuck I can't listen to them, <laughs> like so I think now that's another reason why I get a perverse I get a perverse joy out of watching this video, Paul. Like I, like I said I watch this at least once a week.
1: And- <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say that, um, yeah, I mean when we were in high school, man, we all hung out with people that were big Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin was the greatest fucking band of all time ever, yada, yada, yada. And I got, I think we talked about this, we got burnt out on it, so.
0: Yeah, a lot of those bits, the Doors, like to this day, I fucking hate the Doors. Like, I just can't get into them.
1: There's uh, there's certain songs, but you know what it has to be? It has to be like really, really deep cuts, like things I've never heard of that do it. Because I used to do some Doors for karaoke and even that, like, Fuck it. Yeah. Well, we should
0: do karaoke sometime, and I'll do the, the live aid versions of what's <laughs> up. Fuck, man. That's brilliant. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll join you. I'm such a rock
1: and roll.
0: Yeah. It, it's just shocking how bad, you know. His voice Bill Collins cracked. was like, so, uh, you know, well, he was really tired at the end of the day, but uh, yeah, he is he was he, he was not uh, he, he wasn't impressed with no <laughs> his, that one guys you know was, i got to say know, he had toured with robert plant so he knows what robert plant can do when he's on on his game
1: yeah and i'm sure that was an annoyance to phil and i got to say you know when we're, I'm, I'm, we're not exaggerating here where uh, robert plant's voice cracks more times in that 22 minute period than most of 12, 13 year old boy's voice cracks in a 22 minute period.
0: Yeah. it's uh, You know, he, you know, I don't think he was pract- vocal, practicing his vocals. I think he thought, that's another thing when you're, you're older, you might, you know, maybe he thought he could just pull it off. No. <laughs> those are bad. I mean, those are like those notes he was, he was hitting in his 20s. They're difficult to hit in his twenties. I couldn't imagine being, you know, hit in your forties at this point. And
1: yeah. yeah, and and again, you know, Mick Jagger was asked about, it, you know, because Mick, Jagger – someone, I can't remember what it was. It was an interview where someone was saying about a time they hung out with Mick Jagger, and he was down in his basement just fucking, you know, singing songs and blah blah blah. And this guy came over and he was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" He's like, "Exercising." He's like, I sing like at least two, an hour to two hours a day to keep my voice
0: in check. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough, especially you know. But yeah, yeah, it's just staggering. And then like (laughs) the top the show off is an out of tune stairway (laughs) to heaven.
1: Oh God, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad.
0: All right, Joe.
1: Um, let's do plugs. Gonna try and get us caught up here. Um, let's do some plugs, buddy. What do you got going on?
0: Uh, we just released our review of Zardoz.
1: Oh my god, the penis is evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen that movie once, dude, and it stuck with me my entire time. By the way, I got I, I, for people here. Let's give them a little bit of a of a of a thing here. Do you ever find like, did it ever make sense to you why at one point? Uh, Sean Connery, who looks like Burt Reynolds in this movie, is in a wedding
0: dress. <laughs> oh, because they're smuggling them. <clears throat> ah, okay, all, the right. There, all right, There you go. All right. Yeah, that's why they, they had to hide them because, uh, they, yeah, they're. <laughs> it wasn't a great disguise. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's a, it's something else that movie. Yeah, <laughs> and then we'll be doing Splash.
1: Nice. Oh, wait, with with Tom Hanks? Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep, the Tom Hanks, uh, Daryl oh, Hannah,
1: Eugene Levy, Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah, classic, man. Classic.
0: Yep. yep. So that's what we have going on. Paul, what do you have happening?
1: Uh, right now I have this podcast happening. Uh <laughs> I got to get caught <laughs> up. Um, you know, we got to get this back to being a weekly podcast.
0: Oh boy, Paul. What what's what do you what's your pick?
1: We are going to go from the 1985 Live Aid, and we're going to move ahead two decades to 2005. And we're going to, because it's um, the Bob Dylan's anniversary this this, this month, still, um, we are going to do Lindsey Buckingham's first soul album in many years called Under the Skin.
2: All
0: right.
1: I know. I wanted to scare you at Bob Dylan. I'm not going to make you listen to Bob Dylan, bro. <laughs> I know your feelings there.
0: Yeah. I've never heard it. So I'll, I'll listen to her. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's Lindsay Buckingham's solo album under the skin. Um, and um, I, sh- it, it, you know, it is his own stuff. It's all stuff he wrote, but he does have some guests that come in here and there from his Fleetwood Mac days and things like that. So we'll talk about that, but yeah, um, you should be able to find that one pretty easily. Um, you won't have to go on YouTube to look for it. <laughs> <sighs> oh so that is my album pick for next for our next one.
0: Sweet. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. So I keep changing on you. I know. I know I keep changing on you. You're like, you know, but there's there's one I really want to get to, but we'll get to it. Cause in between there, I'm like, God, there's this other one that I think about in those, you know, in those two week times that I have. Um that comes up. But I go, ah, oh, fuck. Let's do this one instead. So
0: he did an album with Christine McVay in 2017, huh? He did. He did. Um, right before he got fired from Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> spoiler alert: It's not great. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, right before he got fired from, uh, and you know what's so funny is everyone else, like everyone else in the band is like, oh, yeah, I totally, I, no, I totally want to work with Lindsay. I totally want to work with Lindsay uh, you know, and <laughs> I'll get into that in the episode, yeah, it's so funny. Right. me he's
0: a hard guy to work with. <laughs>
1: um, <clears throat> you know, he's got his things, uh, he's got his things, but I think that whole band is just dysfunctional. Um, it's been the same since Peter Green left no 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 it hasn't yeah it's just a total dysfunctional band but we're not really gonna dig into that so much uh you know maybe at some point down the road maybe we'll get into like a Fleetwood Mac album but um nope we're just gonna do his solo album there um under the skin all right all right well, all
0: right Paul why don't you take us out with an out version of rock and roll it's been a long time. It's a rock and roll. Bow bow. bow, bow,
1: bow. Chaka bow. It's been a long time since I've Chaka bow down. Chuka 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 <laughs>